Hello, hi, and welcome to this episode of the Mandy Mayer podcast. As per usual, this is the podcast where we chat all about creating a healthier lifestyle through creating healthier habits, setting achievable goals, smashing those achievable goals, and just building your confidence whilst you do so. And of course, there's so much more that we chat about on this podcast, which is health-related, lifestyle-related, mindset-related, nutrition-related, and fat loss-related. If at any point you feel like rating or reviewing this podcast, I would highly appreciate it if you would do so. I mean, only if you want to. If you have already, thank you so much. In this episode, I'm going to give you some tips as to how to remain consistent or as consistent as you can be with your habits if you are going away somewhere. Whether you're going on a road trip somewhere, maybe you're flying somewhere, maybe you're going away for a weekend, maybe you're staying in a hotel, maybe you're staying in a guest house, maybe you're staying with your family's friends, maybe you're staying with your mom-in-law, who knows? Maybe you're going camping or maybe you're just going away for work. One thing I do know is that when people go away, whether it is on a road trip or whatever it is, whether it's a holiday, there's a lot of unnecessary anxiety around that if and when you are on your health expedition because you start wondering, shit, how am I going to keep up with my healthy habits when I am away? Now, I'm going to explain that to you because I want to help. I want to be the one that helps you remove the anxiety around that because going away is meant to be enjoyed. It is meant to be time where you rest, where you relax, where you make memories with friends and family, but you can't do that if you're constantly worrying about how you're going to maintain your healthy habits. But one thing I will say is a lot of the times that unnecessary worry or that unnecessary panic is created by the fact or the mindset of, oh, all or nothing. That mindset of, oh, I can't have a marshmallow on the stick over the fire because that's going to ruin my progress. So first and foremost, you need to understand that one or two extra marshmallows on the fire, one or two evenings where you have a couple more alcoholic beverages than usual, or one or two evenings where you go eat out at a restaurant, or a couple more days where you have one or two extra bites of that dessert is not a major train smash. That does does not mean you have to throw all your habit creation into the fucket bucket. Because I know you're rolling your eyes now, but that's exactly what happens. You think, oh, I'm going on a road trip. There's so much that I can't control. So what's the point of even focusing on the things that I can control? And then you do nothing. It's crazy. Like I'm sitting here thinking, say, oh, okay, cool. I'm going to go away camping. Not me. I'm just using this as an example. I'm going to go away camping and I know there's going to be a couple of beers and some marshmallows on the fire. Oh shit. Now I can't focus on my health expedition because of those extra couple of things. So I'm not going to do anything at all. Listen to that part of this episode again and ask yourself if it makes sense. You're not doing anything whilst you're away because of one or two extra little things that might not normally be part of the plan. It doesn't make sense. As I go through a couple of tips in this episode, you'll find that there is one common denominator here, and that is to focus on the things that you can control and not let the things that you can't control get in the way of you still ticking some boxes. 
Now, let's say you are going on a road trip for the day and you're going to go explore some national park somewhere or you're going to go to the aquarium or whatever, whatever tickles your fancy. Ask yourself, what can you control for that day, right? And here's the thing, you can still pack in your own water bottle and take that with you in the car on your road trip. Now, I know a lot of you are thinking, oh, but Mandy, I have a weak bladder and I might just piss myself. That's also okay. I mean, the pissing yourself is not necessarily okay, but drinking the water you can still do in a controlled manner, especially if you know more or less where you are going and where the fuel stations are en route. So most of the fuel stations will have toilets. Now, I know that you will probably consume a little bit less water and that's also fine, but as long as you have your water bottle with you, you can can already start ticking that habit box for the day. The second thing that you can do on this road trip of yours is pack your own snacks or pack your own food. Obviously, if you know that you're going to have lunch at the aquarium, not the fish in the aquarium, but at the restaurant in the aquarium area, for example, then you don't necessarily want to take your own food into that restaurant. I get that. But any snacks for the car ride, you can pack those snacks. You are in control of that. Having those snacks in the car that have been pre-packed by you will reduce the chances of you stopping at the fuel station to buy higher calorie snacks when you get hungry. And then the next point is if you did not pack your own snacks for your car trip, your road trip, and you do stop at the fuel station to wee because now you have been ticking the box of drinking your water and all of a sudden you get hungry, keeping in mind that a lot of fuel stations nowadays, even in South Africa, have got the option of fruit, they've got an option of snack bars, there's options of sandwiches, there's option of, in South Africa, your biltong or your drawer. So there are a lot of options that are not necessarily just calorie dense options. And then whilst you're at that fuel stop, preferably before you have pissed in your pants, take a walk around the fuel stop, take a walk around the area, the parking lot. Because why? Because that's when you'll be ticking the box of getting your steps. So as you can see, yes, you're on a road trip. Yes, you're going to be spending a lot of time in the car for that day. But you armed with your water bottle, you armed with your own snacks, you armed with the fact that you're going to have to stop at the fuel station to go and make a wee, so you can get your steps whilst you are at that fuel station. Now, I'm not saying you're going to get all your steps whilst you are there, but 100 steps or 200 steps or 300 steps is far better than not getting any steps or throwing away the idea of getting your steps for that day purely because you're going to be in the car. So you see, you've gone on a road trip for the day. Yes, there's going to be things that you can't control, but there's still so many things that are within your control. And if you go to this restaurant at the aquarium where you are going and you make mindful choices and then you have something that maybe you think shouldn't have been part of the plan, proceed as per normal with your next move or your next action. And just by doing that, you've smashed the day. You've nailed the day because you focused on what you can control. Now, right, let's say, for example, you've upgraded from your road trip and you are now flying somewhere. Again, immediately people start thinking, oh, well, I'm going to be in the airport for a long period of time and then I'm going to be in the airplane, then I'm going to be in the airport again and then I'm going to be in a taxi again. I'm going to tell you now what you can control. 
depending on what time your flight is, you can control the meals that you have at home before you go to the airport. When you get to the airport, you might have free time. Use that free time wisely. Walk around the airport. Get those steps in. You'll be surprised at how many steps you can get in whilst you're waiting for your flight. And if your flight is delayed, don't be negative about it. It's a positive because then you can get extra steps. I mean, it's not really a positive, but you can get extra steps if the flight is delayed. I used to do a lot of long haul flights over to Australia when I was still in the travel industry. And I remember in my days when I was very overweight and I wasn't focused on my health at all. When I got to the airport, after checking in and everything else that goes with it, I had about two and a half to three hours to kill. I would go and sit in the local restaurant, the spur, and I'd sit and drink beers and eat food until my flight. And then when I started working on healthier habits, what I started doing was depending on the flight time or what time I was going to fly that day or be at the airport, I would focus on eating at home before I went to the airport and then when getting to the airport, obviously checking in, doing all the passport shit and whatever else goes with that. And then walking around the airport and actually getting my steps in. You'll be surprised at how many steps you can still get. I would also take my water bottle with me. And then once I had gone through customs, I would fill the water bottle up and boom, there we go. I've got my bottle of water because we all know getting a big bottle of water on a flight is nearly impossible. So there we go. You're already ticking two of those habit boxes, your steps and your water. And if your flight is in the afternoon, you can still have your nutrient-dense breakfast and a snack at home before you go. If your flight is exceptionally early in the morning or you have to be at the airport exceptionally early in the morning, there's a lot of restaurants at the airport. There's a lot of little stores that you can buy things at the airport. And again, there are options that are nutrient dense options. And just a little piece of extra advice, if you are doing a long haul flight that is taking you to a totally different time zone, lay off the booze on the flight. I mean, obviously you don't have to, that's a decision that you can make, but I did find that laying off the booze on the flight made my jet lag a lot less when I got to the next destination. And of course, it helped me reduce my calorie intake for that day. And again, I feel like I have to touch on that all or nothing mindset because I can see what is going to happen or what does happen. You get on that airplane, they say to you beef or chicken, you say beef and with the beef you get some potatoes and all of a sudden you think, fuck, I've eaten carbs. I've eaten these damn carbs now, so what is the point of doing anything else? And again, carbs can be part of your fat loss plan. And your plan does not have to be, should not actually be exceptionally rigid. There should be room for flexibility without you feeling bad about having a meal that isn't what you would usually have. Now, if you are going away for a weekend or for a week to a self-catering unit, you've won the jackpot. Why do I say this? Because you have full control over absolutely everything food related. Now, this isn't me saying, oh my goodness, don't go eat out at a restaurant whilst you're on holiday. No, 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 that's not what I'm saying. But the meals that you are consuming in your self-catering guest house are in your control. And this isn't me saying, oh, don't have bacon and eggs and avo for breakfast. Or, oh my goodness, don't have waffles and pancakes for breakfast. 
No, I know when you're on holiday, sometimes it is nice to have things like that for breakfast. I totally agree. But again, it's about removing that all or nothing mindset and saying to yourself, that's 100% fine. I'm going to have that for breakfast. But what am I going to do throughout the day that I can still focus on? Your steps. Can you go for a walk down to the beach? That's assuming you are on a beach holiday. If you're on a holiday in Kruger National Park, I would highly suggest that you don't go for a walk. Unless it is within the campsite area where walking is allowed and there are no wild animals. If you are going to a destination that you're not fully sort of used to going to or familiar with, that's the word I was looking for, Mandy, well done. You can always look at packing some of your favorite go-to foods that you do have when you are on your plan when you're at home. So again, as you can see, there is still so much that is within your control at the end of the day. And I think the thing comes down to the question that you need to ask yourself is, do you want to remain in control or do you not want to remain in control? Because if you do want to remain in control and you do want to create or continue creating a certain amount of consistency with your daily habits whilst you are away, you can very easily continue focusing on the things that are in your control. And remember, it doesn't always need to be 100% go, 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 go all the time. Oh, sorry, I can't go to that restaurant because they don't serve lettuce leaves. They only serve pizzas. No, you can, of course you can do that. You can enjoy it in moderation. And then if you're going away and you are staying in a hotel, obviously the food choices, if it is fully catered for, are going to be quite out of your control. And in a case or a scenario like that, I would then say focus on the serving sizes or the portion sizes of the meals that you are having. Be as mindful as possible around that and then continue focusing on those other habits such as your water consumption and your steps throughout the day. A big, a big, a big, a big, a big what? Is this a rap song, Mandy? No, it's a podcast episode. A big thing about going away is also setting and tweaking your expectations for the time period that you are away. If you go away for a week, what's your goal for that week? Realistically, you have to be realistic with yourself and say, cool, my goal for that week is just to maintain weight and enjoy it and be as mindful as possible while still focusing on things like water consumption and steps. Or you can say to yourself, I'm going away for a weekend and my goal is to remain in a calorie deficit because my goal is fat loss. That's when you would need to then say, okay, cool, boom, these are the things that I can control and I'm going to control them to 100% of my ability. And then say, oh, these are the things that I can't control, but I'm going to be super mindful around them and my choices with them. And if you're going away to a bachelor's party or a bachelorette's party and it's one night and you're going to go apeshit crazy balls to the wall, just set your expectations accordingly as well and say, cool, if you get on the scale the next morning, there's probably going to be a weight fluctuation, but you're going to proceed as per normal because it is what it is. And you made those decisions and in your mind, you knew that there's going to be a fluctuation on the scale. So don't let it throw you off track. Proceed as per normal, continue working on your habits. And always remember, if you are going away for some period of time, it is okay to tweak your daily non-negotiables to an amount that is more reasonable for a period of enjoyment. 
and always have a plan of action ready for when you do return home so that you can then go from a cruise mode if you were in a cruise mode to a push mode again instead of idling in that cruise mode for one week that eventually turns into two years. So to recap, if you're going away, focus on what you can control. Don't feel bad about enjoying yourself. Be mindful where you can be mindful and have a set plan of action for when you return home. On that note, I'm going to love and leave you like I usually do. Keep smiling, keep laughing and keep being kind to one another. Much love, your friend who as an adult has actually never weed in her pants before, Mandy.